All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen. That? How are my levels? <laughs> I don't know, Brian. They're always fine, although your mic does seem to be giving us some issues recently. Yeah. I'm sure your levels will be fine. All right. Still good to know, though, that despite issues with Brian's levels, we're still above <laughs> average when it comes to fantasy soccer podcasts and sound quality. Hey, listen, uh, if, if we can just be above average, that's probably about the best we can do. Let's just be honest. Our very first slogan was getting it 90% right since 2014. 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah. You added it's, that part on later. It's much closer to the Sex Panther uh, percentages. <laughs> what? From Anchorman. Everyone knows what that is. Do I? Clearly, Dave. Of course doesn't. you do. <laughs> what? You've never have you ever seen the movie Anchorman? Yeah, maybe once. It's not like I watch it on. You no, know, I just thought you'd remember sixty percent of the time it works every time. It's oh, one okay. of the All famous right. lines. No, from... I remember that. I just you threw it's out a, Sex Panther. It's a very popular and I'm like, film. Brian, this is a family friendly podcast. What are you doing? Will Ferrell, you might remember him. Everyone loves. Every, I might remember. Everyone him. loves Steve Carell. You yeah, might sure. also remember, uh, remember Paul yes. Rudd. He's also very that very guy is fan Ant Man. Favorite. Yes, yes. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ant-Man. <laughs> I now suddenly want us to test out the title Sex Panther for this podcast just to see what kind of clicks it gets. Oh, my gosh. Compared to our normal I, episodes. Maybe, our podcast, maybe that's going to be the title. We're the Sex Panther of podcasts. <laughs> way better slogan. <laughs> True. True. This is a great way to start. Have, wow, what an open. We are changing this, we are changing <laughs> this podcast as we speak. Oh. We are recording this on our usual Sunday night, but we are going to be discussing the last game week, which took, which took place in the middle of this past week. That's the most right. recent matches were FA Cup third round matches, but this is not an FA Cup podcast. It's not. So we're going to go ahead and, and step back a few days and discuss game week 21. The game week... That saw an end, as Brian just mentioned, to the festive fixtures for this season. Always a bittersweet moment when the festive fixtures come to an end. We are the podcast here to help you unclog the toilet that was the festive fixtures. There you go. I dare say the players are incredibly relieved to see the the festive fixtures end. Yes, Dave, you've got a finger in the air. There's no doubt about it. Yes, the festive fixtures, they have to be excited that those are over with. Yeah. Look at the injuries that have piled up, and Brian's going to have a a laundry list of injuries for us later on. That's exactly right. We will also get an Arsenal moment. Dave, I dare say you're a little excited. I'll try to keep it it within a minute. A little excited, very excited, very optimistic, very excited, but I've been here before. Unai Emery was still a good manager. 
I think so, but he could just never get it in England. Yeah, fair enough. We'll play stutter dud with a few guys who've had a, a couple of good matches here in a row during the festive period. Uh, we will also have something that we promised last week on last week's show. You guys wanted to discuss what we've learned in the first half of this season. Yeah, I think that'd be good. We're halfway point. I think it's a good idea to say, hey, hey, what have we learned? Sure. Have we'll, we learned anything? We will do that later in the episode along with... A uh, temporarily new segment that we're going to do here during the month of January. We, we have to discuss important new signings as they happen now that the January transfer window is open. There hasn't been any important signings yet. Okay. There's been some few signings, but they're not yeah. important. Well, we have one guy we'll discuss, and I already know how you feel about him. He won't be important. Okay. Thank you very much, Dave. <laughs> and we'll end the episode as we always do with sports guessing. Can you can you try to tease out some things with me here right, towards fine. the end of the episode? Let the listeners wonder All right. I how and I'm, what is coming next. I'm crushing the tease. Crushing yeah, the tease, you, am you, I? You do that sometimes. I'm an idiot. There's a Sex Panther reference in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway, Brian, should we get on with this? Yeah, let's get on to what we got. We're going to start where we always do, but we're going to do it in record time. <laughs> it's crazy. We're idiots. I'm sorry for anyone out there listening to this and hear Sex Panther... We've now referenced that at least six times. That is six too many. My apologies. Scott, steer the ship. I was trying. You interrupted me and and mentioned it once more. Understood. Yeah. So, game week 21. We're going to blitz through this dream team in record time. (laughs) Who's talking? We're going to blitz through this in record time because the players were running on fumes, clearly, and uh, some key names were not even present in the squads for their clubs for these January 1st and 2nd fixtures. But, Dave, you have to be encouraged by seeing a couple of Arsenal names on here, Leno and uh, Socrates. It's very weird, Scott. Uh, it's, <laughs> as an Arsenal fan, it's a weird place to be. It's been a roller coaster of a year. Uh, right now, I feel pretty good about things. I'm very optimistic. Yes, it's weird that two Arsenal players are on the Dream Team and they come from the defense. As we know, the defense has been pure (laughs) crap. And there's another word that's more appropriate all year. Sure. Well, I did play my wild card for Game Week 21, and for the first time all season, all season. How did you like it? I went from, uh, well, for the first time all season, I did not have Andy Robertson in my defense. So, of course, he showed up in the Game Week 21 Dream Team with 12 points. Of course he did. Gotta love that. Uh, I scored exactly the average with my dream with my uh, with your team with my chip. It's not bad. It's it, not horrible. You don't love that. Probably. I don't love that, but at the same time, it was a dream team that didn't look as good in twenty one as it does for the next few weeks. Look, it was kind of a weird week. Uh, things were kind of everywhere, honestly, on the week. I look in real quickly. Let's just reference this, and I, I figured we get to this later, but let's just reference it at the moment. Going forward. Arsenal has two players, only based because of their price, might be interesting because of how they're changing things. Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Socrates. Okay. Okay, they're both cheap. Socrates at, at a 4.9. Brian, we have an Arsenal moment segment, just so this Brian... This is crazy. Just so no, Dave but can't this, do this. This is actually fantasy relevant. Yeah. And then I feel like he's hijacked our at, podcast. Maitland-Niles at 4.6. Now, he did not make the dream team, but he did get the clean sheet. Socrates scores. That's how he makes the dream team, right? Right. Now, what's weird is in half the year, Socrates has scored two goals. If you said a defender, your center back scores four four goals in a year, you'd be like, oh, that's decent. I'll take that. 
So halfway through the year, the 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 game week, match week season, Socrates has scored two goals. So if that continues, which look, I know that we can't count on that continuing. I'm just saying. Arsenal look a different team. I think anyone who watched them play the last three matches would say, hey, they look different. Arteta's already doing things to make them look different. So could the Arsenal defense be better? That's probably his first goal, right, is to tighten that up. Certainly. It's possible that they could look better. And if that's the case, they do have some cheaper options that are available. So, look, Mm -hmm. there's not many times United have gotten shut out this year. United usually recently seem to be Martial, Rashford, have been finding goals. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were able to shut them out in the last match, and I think anyone who watched the Chelsea match just saw that Arsenal ran out of gas. They couldn't hold the fitness all the way till the end. But they were close to they, – they what they had a clean sheet on Chelsea to the 78th minute, and then they just they didn't have enough the last, last 10, 12 minutes. So And the fact that Jorginho shouldn't have been on the pitch. He should have gotten red carded with a second yellow. But whatever. Look, that's again, that's not me being sour. That's just fact. Uh-huh. But I'm just bringing it up like, yeah. I'm not saying look, I personally no, granted, I have a, a vendetta against my own team. I don't I try not to own Arsenal players. I'm just saying you wouldn't be crazy, Scott Weeby, if you looked at and saw, hey, Ainsley Maitland Niles as a as a right back for Arsenal as a four six, I might take a chance on owning him. You wouldn't be crazy. That's what I'm saying. I think I owned him at on game week one, actually. Uh, and so, you know, silly Which, me, 21 game weeks too soon, I guess. Well, no, but week one, he actually scored decent. It was after that, <laughs> right. after week well, one. And now that he's a, a shoe-in for the Arteta Arsenal starting lineup, True. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, uh, he didn't do a lot. I, I would wonder if you'd have a toss-up, you know, if you, if that extra point six or whatever it is for Kolasinets. Kolasinets is probably going to be the more aggressive of the two guys. Uh, but Maitland Niles, that extra, you know, that extra more than half a pound. If they tighten up, right? If, if they are going to do weird, stupid stuff like they just did to, <laughs> right. to Manchester United, United right. if they're going to do that more, then yeah, I think the, of course you would it's want a Maitland. Look. It's at least yes. worth a consideration. That's yeah. only bring that up because you mentioned Socrates and hey, the dream team, uh, you which know is what? a shock to anyone that Leno and Socrates made the dream team. But I give you props, Dave, for keeping a straight face while recommending Socrates and saying he could potentially be a fantasy option. Kudos to you for that. This is the same Socrates who put in 15 in this past game week. That gives him now 50 on the season. Yeah. So he had 35 points in the first 20 matches. Let me just work backwards after, you know, so starting with the 15, I just want to work backwards here for a little bit. This was all a setup just to mock you. Sure. I mean, I'm also banning you from your Arsenal moment later in this podcast, I think, because this this, this deserves to be that. Is it fair? Now, look. We're not supposed to talk about Arsenal this month. I would not do this if there was a different manager. Mm. If Arsenal wouldn't have looked different in the last three matches when they got a new new manager. I would not be recommending this. I've mocked their defense all year. So... So, yes, you can reference all that, and I would support you in what you're going to say. I'm just saying now some different things are happening. Valid. Valid. I still want to read the numbers. Fair enough. 15. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Two. Zero. Zero. Two. Zero. 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 That's your Socrates line, ladies and gentlemen. He was injured for a few matches. Uh, it's still zeros. All right. I get your point, though. <laughs> Arteta is... Uh, Doing good things. He's, he's doing good things. 
Andy Robertson did good things as well, but I'm interested in what you guys think about Jack Stevens. Southampton have done pretty well during this holiday period. Jack Stevens has as well. His last four scores, 10-6-2-11. Jack Stevens, the second half of the season hero from two seasons ago. Uh, he and, um, oh, who's my guy? Maya Yoshida. Yes, were both you love available. Yoshida. They were both four-pound defenders at the end of the season. They, Southampton ended up being pretty useful at the end of that season. And Jack Stevens was one of those two guys. Soft, uh, no, a uh, a warm, no, not warm either. A uh, <laughs> what? A, a nice, cozy place in my heart is what I'm trying to say for ah, Jack Stevens. Okay. Um, Southampton have one. Injury listed. Jan Valerie, who has no bearing whatsoever on Jack Stevens. Okay. Uh, Yannick Vestergaard, remember him? I do. Yeah. Remember when he hasn't played since game week 13? I do. Uh, it's because Jan Bednarik, the true hero of the Southampton backline, mm. uh, said this week he thinks that the understanding that he has with Jack Stevens and the way they've played together is one of the reasons why they've improved so much. Wow. He, which, he which commended, oddly enough, they have improved. He commended Jack Stevens' ability to communicate clearly, has organized the back line. Uh, they've played a lot better together, and now two clean sheets in the last three weeks for Southampton. So against, against unlikely opponents. So, one, Jack Stevens doesn't have, apparently, any competition. And two... Yeah, I mean, that's an improved defense. It's no, it's a good point. It's so I, weird. I, I, at Chelsea I, 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 and the, Spurs. And, yeah, they clean sheet Chelsea and they clean sheet Spurs. You're, with at Leicester, But with at Leicester, Wolves, Palace, and Liverpool in their next four. It's not great. But it makes you wonder, <laughs> does it matter? Seeing what they well, did to no, Chelsea and Spurs. You're buying Jack Stevens for the same reason you're buying Martin Kelly. It's that, just that, a he's, cheap that he's 4.3. If you are going to have a completely frivolous transfer, given the way we can talk about this later, with the way Crystal Palace is completely decimated by injury, or say you're one of the people who maybe leaped onto Federico Fernandez at Newcastle, also decimated by injuries, yeah. Jack Stevens is a completely sane move into a defense that is improving. And but yeah, it's not great, but you're not, again, I don't think you're buying him because you want great clean sheet performances against the top teams. You're buying him because he's 4.3. But Narek is 4.4. Stevens is a 4.3. It's but just worth might mentioning. Might as well buy Jack Stevens. Look, if you're looking for a guy to be your, your fifth defender and or fourth defender, someone who plays and that has a, maybe if you have to play him, has a chance at a clean sheet, surprisingly Southampton is showing up to games and really playing for their manager. I... They don't look like a relegated crew yet. Does that no. make sense? No, not at all. They, uh, especially the way Danny Ings continues to score and the way Danny Ings continues to stay healthy. And especially mm. the way that uh, they looked like they were in a complete tailspin uh, weeks ago. True. Uh, it's seen, uh, well, the Lester, uh, the Lester embarrassment was the lowest point probably of the – well, it's the lowest point of any. Nine Premier League team ever, yeah. but <laughs> no, but uh, but that match it seemed like this is this experiment is over. Hasenhutl is gone. Right, he's still here, and they've responded, and now they've bounced back. So, congratulations. I dare say, it's a really good move. It's true, and there was enough movement at the bottom of the table over the holidays. Uh, a lot of a lot of wins in the bottom half. 
that made me wonder, you know, because we are just past the halfway point of the season, there are 18 clubs with at least 20 points already. That magical 40-point number that's kind of fake, yeah. but everyone seems to think is real, might actually be real this year to stay up. Yeah, Scott, it's going to be interesting. The Unfortunately, I think there's going to be one team that will kind of definitely be relegated within the next, I don't know, eight to ten matches. But the other two... It's going to be a grind because there's some good teams that, like, someone's going to, I feel like right now, right now, midway through the season, it feels like to me there's going to be good two decent teams that are, that are going to get relegated that you would think they don't really deserve it. Yeah, it's valid. Cesar Espilicueta made the dream team as well for Chelsea. I'm assuming, though, we're not reading too much into that. No, no. I just, I've predicted his downfall weeks and weeks ago, and he just keeps on being out there. And there you I go. Think, <laughs> well, I think it's. You just, continue to be wrong. Well, right. no, I mean, look, Emerson and Reese James. Emerson lost his Reece, spot. Reese got Reece, dinged up. Well, Reese James kind of did take one of the spots. He just didn't take the spot that I think That's everyone kind of thought yeah. he was going to take. Because yeah. Emerson and uh, and Marcus Alonso kind of bounced back and forth. Uh, Emerson was hurt too. So, but no, he, I mean he he's a he's a poacher. Everyone knows that about Cesar. Yeah, that's he's, right. that's he's a poacher. The goal poaching. Oh man, uh, Cesar as sure. showed up. Yeah, of course, David Moyes showed up at West Ham, and so did the rest of the club. Apparently, Ryan Fredericks and Mark Noble uh, scoring a lot of fantasy points. In fact, no one scored more fantasy points this past game week than Mark Noble himself. Ryan, yeah. What should I know about Mark Noble that I don't know about? Nothing. You should like, know. Wait, Ryan, look, it's Ryan, t- tell me this. Over the holiday period, okay. What notable Midfield player has Mark Noble scored more points than? Well, look, I mean, Mark Noble had an absurd. He had an absurd what match. Nobody in the world would have guessed that he's going to score. Can twice. I ask you a question, Brian? Yeah, is Mark Noble the actual manager of West Ham? <laughs> he, he might be. Yes, Scott. Good call. I think he is. He might be. I, I he think is the catalyst. He's a player manager. I. He, I mean, it's only a matter of time before that's official. But I think unofficially, that's the case. Look, he scored 18 over the festive fixtures. He had 18 fantasy points over the in three weeks, in two matches. And I was going to say, he, he didn't even play the middle match. He had 18 in two weeks. So he scored more than Marcus Rashford. He scored more than Richarlison. He scored more than, he, well, Mo Salah, of course. He scored more than <laughs> Adama Traore. He scored more. I mean, there's a this lot. This is already too much time, though, on Mark Noble. What I'm saying, there's a lot of people that he scored more than in two games, and one game of two goals is going gonna, is gonna to do that. Wow. But I am curious to know what you think about Felipe Anderson. Because he has done pretty are you asking, well. Are you asking me as a Hammer fan, or are you asking yeah. me as, I'm asking a, you as, as a FPL analyst? I'm asking you as an <laughs> FPL analyst slash Fantasy Soccer FC podcast co-host. Six and eight in his last two matches. Do you care? I do care. Is this stutter dud, or is this just what Let's just you call think? it, yeah, call her, let's stutter dud. What, what do you think about Felipe Anderson? Stud stutter potential dud. FPL dud for now. I'm saying that because I think everyone... As from West Ham United analysis, feels the same way. If the Bournemouth Felipe Anderson shows up, or the FA Cup match Felipe Anderson from today, yesterday, when did they play? If that Felipe Anderson shows up consistently, then 6.6 is a steal. The guy, the guy is outstanding. But for whatever reason, this year, he hasn't been consistent. Right. And, and who do you want to blame? Pellegrini, 
You want to blame Lanzini being injured for a Look, lot of the time, and I'll, he's just not. He just kind of faded away in I'll, the mid, middle of the, of the first half. We've seen this with other players. Sometimes players, for whatever reason, don't jive with a manager, and the second that manager's gone and new a new manager's in, all of a sudden the player looks reborn. I mean, I'm seeing that at Arsenal currently right now from players I never thought would actually give it, and they 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 are. Scott, you like how I turned that into Arsenal again? I'm uh, I'm just saying. My point me. being, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is a different Felipe. Uh, Mark, maybe it's a David Moyes, Felipe Anderson. So Mark Noble, he wrote a uh, a letter to the fans. West Ham put it on their team, you know, on the official website. It was basically him calling. We talked. Did we talk about this? They accidentally called- referred to it as a note from the manager. Is that the note? Yeah, know? I think that's yeah. <laughs> um, manager's minute with yeah, Mark yeah, Noble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Mark's manager minute. He, this is perfect. We're we are reshaping other people's <laughs> content now. Mark Noble, West Ham Sex Panther. Call, no, just <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> calling for fans to get behind Moyes. Okay. He he called also, for the fans to get behind them during the match. Yeah, of course. Yes, and he and uh, a lot of West Ham fans responded with, "I love the passion, but you're part of the problem." He promptly <laughs> goes out and scores twice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is so perfect for him. No, but one of the players that he uh, that he complimented on his recent work effort, especially since Moyes came in, was Felipe Anderson. Talk, wow. Said that he hasn't seen him work this hard in a while. That kind of thing. So if Felipe Anderson keeps playing like we know he can, then yeah, I mean that isn't that the issue. I mean that's the issue with everybody. Is are you you do this week in and week out? So. Iosi Perez has done it for a couple of weeks in a row. A 10 and a 13. That 13 got him on the Game Week 21 Dream Team. But he's just keeping the, keeping the seat warm for Jamie Vardy, right? Well, yeah. this is something. We, we loved him to start the year. Yeah. I feel no, like, we did not. Yes, Ryan and I did. We, and I'm pointing at me, okay. never do. Okay, well, you should have. So Why? This is something that's always been there. It just hasn't Iozzi. been able to manifest itself like we thought. He hasn't been playing in Vardy's position. Kalichi Iannaccio has been. But Iosi Perez as a facilitator and or as a, as a winger, yes, can be productive. It's not surprising. The only thing that's surprising is why is it taking this long? No. That's what's surprising. It's going to go away. Iosi Perez. It always it, does with Iosi Perez. For what it's worth, he started the season – Owned by almost a million managers. That's, yeah, that's high. And yes, par- and, that, and a, that's and a, twenty percent. Right. A big listen. A what big, is it now? It's low, and it's a, a big a big reason for that was preseason minutes uh-huh. and preseason form. He was one of the guys who had one of the best preseasons. And and listen, I didn't. I never owned him, but yeah, he was definitely a guy that was like he was hey, on if, my radar. If Iosi just... Perez gets regular starts as a midfielder. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. If he's going to start regularly in the Leicester midfield, his price at six and a half was one of the best, you know, up front looking uh, as a value pick for me. I remember I had to make a decision: is it Telemans or Perez? And I went with Telemans. Do you right, have either one now? To start the year, I don't have either one now. But no, you're not no. going to go back to no, either and one I, right and now. I, no, and please don't hear me saying that I would ever think that even the stutter dud, Brian Iosi Perez. Oh, he's a complete dud. There's no Thank way you. the minutes alone make him a dud. I'm not. I'm all. I'm. I'm just saying. Like in the preseason, it was different. It just never panned out. 
He ended up by the third by the fourth week. I think he he Scott, sat out a match. Playing ability stud minutes dud. Potential stud, sure, but he is he is always potential, never fully living up to it on a consistent basis. My feeling with him is he would play sixty five minutes regardless of whether he was he should whether he was uh, whether there was competition for his spot or not. Yeah, Jack Grealish continues to do well. No that question kid, about his potential, right? That kid's a no. <laughs> He's yeah. doing pretty well. Gabriel Jesus put it together and had a good game week. Thirteen fantasy points up front. If only we knew. If you knew he was starting. Yeah, so, but that's so, it. Like, so listen, I mean, what are you going to do with him? Brian's right, it, but this is something I want to bring up. And I'll bring up now. Wait, this isn't going to somehow become about Alexander Lacazette, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. I think Pep Guardiola, I think he's already said it and or alluded to it, Okay, will be focused on the Champions League. Oh. As he knows that Liverpool has such a dominant lead. There's no catching Liverpool in the league this year. You sure? Therefore. Can you say that one more time? He has a chance at winning Champions League, which I think he coveted actually more last year than he did, than, than he did the Premier League title. It, we are now getting into the knockout stages of the Champions League. Right. It wouldn't surprise me if on the weeks, and they're coming up very soon, that Aguero starts Champions League midweek and Jesus starts Premier League matches on the weekend. That won't surprise me at all. So therefore, Jesus going forward very possibly might be more valuable than Aguero going forward in the Premier League. I just want to be the throw that out there. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. I think there's a real, real possibility of that. We said weeks and weeks ago that if you knew for sure that, that Jesus, Jesus was, was going to be the starter in the league if for for Premier League matches, to me he's a shoe in. Should be a it just, should we be never a no brainer right. consideration for your FPL team. Right. We just never know when he's right. playing. I I still kind of feel that way. I mean, it only takes a brace against Everton to remind you why you thought about him in the first place. Isn't right. that who they played? He scored a brace against Everton. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. I I mean that that's the, that is the only that's the only issue with him. Lots of asterisks next to these names in the dream team. I guarantee you there'll be one next to Gerard De La Feu's name. He rounds out the dream team. Scott, you brought this up a couple weeks ago. This is the Nigel Pearson. Troy Deeney, Watford. That's true. Ever since Deeney showed back up and Pearson showed up as a manager, they look a little different. Is it a surprise that all of a sudden De La Feu is starting to turn out some performances? No, probably because Do- Troy Deeney picked him up by the throat, slammed him against the wall, and said, son, if you don't start playing football, you will. I will end you. Mm. Yeah. And therefore, he starts playing. Brian, that's not that more, you know, hard to figure out. No, not at all. He, I mean, he's a, not prolific but he has i mean he has gotten a decent number of shots as as far as forwards go took seven total shots over the festive fixtures i mean he's not not a guy that you're gonna rush to get but but yeah i mean it's an improvement i just i mean i feel like you'd rather have dini just on on penalty chance taking what about a third Watford Hornet who's had a six and a nine in his last two matches i'm looking at abdullah decore stutter dud <laughs> I was thinking that we need a category for players like Ducore who are going to show up on the Dream Team once or twice a season, <laughs> but who you won't think of at all but you'll the never rest of the season. Oh, yeah. I think we should just call them Ducores. I like it. 
It, okay. It, look, I like it. Seven goals and four assists for Ducore in 2017-2018. Uh-huh. I five, owned him for part of that season. Five goals, seven assists last season. He's got two goals and one assist so far this season, and if this is the improving Watford, you got three or four more goals and maybe three to five more assists <laughs> yeah. to come. No, I like it. Decores, it's one, a thing. We have Benteke's on this podcast. Sure. Now we've got Decores. Yeah. Ducore as a player who will dream team himself into the dream team two times in a season. Would, would Mark Noble fit in and, as a Ducore? Noble and is a Ducore. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, this is good. This is helpful. Thank yeah, you, Brian. I like this. You Dan, contributed. Dan Gosling. Yes, is a Ducore for sure. <laughs> Everyone's a pro. All professionals That's can right. kick the ball hard. <laughs> Once or twice a year, they're yes. going to kick it into the net better yes. than other people. Would. I love it. I love it. Well, now I'm curious to know what you guys think about a particular Norwich player who's had a couple of good weeks as well. Emiliano Buendia. Is he a decore or is he a stud? No, I like Buendia. Six and eight in his last two matches. 16 points over the festive fixtures. Seventh best for all midfielders in that span, tied with Jahan Baksh. Richarlison and Mo Salah, all of them getting 16 over the festive period. No one attempted more assists than Emiliano Buendia over the festive period. Did you say attempted more assists? Yeah. 12 like attempted assists, which I normally I assume that category is reserved for two people. So the fact that he's even in the... That he not only was in the running, but had the most attempts at an assist... In the what you think it's a stupid stat? <laughs> it feels a little bit like another fake stat to me. No, it feels like big chances. Like, okay, it, well it, let me it, put it, it into hand in hand with big chances. All right, me. well let me put it into big chance language then. Yes. Only four players created more big chances than he did over the past three weeks: Alexander Arnold, Andy Robertson, Iosi Perez, of course, and Joe Ellington. <laughs> no way. Yes, I'm very serious. Really. Wow. I just overall, like overall over the, the, the over the course of the season, he has he is the twelfth most big chances created of anyone. He is second in the Premier League in key passes. Scott, second in your he face. has more key passes, which is a pass that leads to a shot attempt than Trent Alexander Arnold. Now that's a stat. That is significant. That's a real stat. It makes sense. A pass that leads to a shot attempt is a stat. Attempted assists, XG. He doesn't just pull this Listen, out of his I it's love a stat that he finds from reputable sources. I get it, but not all stats are real. They're expected. They are real. They're Whether you personally like them or not hey, listen, might be a different story. No one but they're loves, a real stat. No one loves what Brian brings to this podcast more than me, <laughs> except maybe you makes, and and his wife. It makes. But listen, I yeah. wow, okay. have a couple of stats. <laughs> she does like that, <laughs> but I don't know. Attempted assist just feels like someone's interpretation of a play. I understand. The, the heart. Understand the the fact is, he's tied for third in assists okay. in all of the Premier League. So now that's, that's, that's all. About, that is. All I will of, admit that all of these things factor in, though, and that's exactly. I mean, that's a that's. Look, I think we can all admit this, and other people I've seen I've seen other publications post this. Wendia is a player. 
Todd Cantwell is a player. Yes. Timu Puki is a player. Though that's the engine and the that, only thing that might give Norwich a smell, a sniff, a chance which, at staying which. up. Nor wit did I did Dave, I, Dave I did had it. a sandwich for dinner. I did it. Yeah. I did yeah. it. It was a bagel, everything bagel, ham and cheese. Man, it's Norwich. That's the problem with yeah. Buendia is that despite, you know, real returns, you're competing with Todd Cantwell, who's still, I think, has Toddwell, has, has Toddwell gone up to 1.9? <laughs> has Toddwell gone up to 4.9? He's 4.9. So, and I have And Buendia is 6. So, yeah. so that, that's the question is, do you want to spend the extra 1.1? 1. 1? No, I'd rather have Cantwell. Right. For so sure. I'd rather have Wonderboy. But it has absolutely no bearing on whether Buendia has been good. The fact is Buendia has been one of the most creative in the Premier League of anyone. His numbers are competitive in places with Trent Alexander-Arnold, and that's saying something. That is true. Season. How about Richarlison? 3-3, three, 6-7 three, since just before Christmas. How do you want to evaluate this? B.A. or A.A.? Before Ancelotti or after Ancelotti? I need to know because I'm an owner. A.A. He's sixth. He's, Richarlison is sixth in midfielder scoring at a 7-9. Brian, I, do I need Carlo to Carlo Ancelotti would, is on a different level would, than Marco Silva and especially, obviously, I would Duncan like to Ferguson. throw out the uh, Arsenal match. Okay. Since it was nil-nil. Okay. And since that was a, a pointless a waste of everyone's time. I agree. In the last three weeks, so one of the other midfielders who finished with 16 points. So a decent, that's a decent return over the over three weeks. Um, he only took six shots in the last three weeks, which is weird. How many times did he flop? He <laughs> More than that, You right? know what... I think about Richarlison falling down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Richarlison, it's the Richarlison rule. In an Everton match, if someone is laying on the ground, it's, it's a 99% chance that it's Richarlison. Right, but that is an excellent right, drinking look, game. Brian, by the way. quickly, get, get me to the AA. But I'm stats. saying that just two, only two shots in the box for Richarlison Which in the last three weeks. It's low compared no, to what I he... don't like that at all, but mm. the points are there. So I don't know what you do with that. He is... Uh, I don't like that. He's not particularly creative over the last three weeks either, and that's what he's looked... You think he's, he's just struggling but, to find his place But he's Richarlison, and you know what he... I mean, I, I'd like to say you know what he's capable every, of. Every third game, he's probably worth a goal. He's got what? He's se- what does he have seven goals this season? I think he has seven total goals this season. He's, he's behind Madison and ahead of Grealish in points, right. fantasy points Right. This in real-life points, he's doing very well. So I don't – I mean, I, I can't possibly say I don't like it. I do like it. I like – and I think you, you should like this Everton kind of going forward. I would think so. Other than the result today. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was he out there today? Yeah. I think oh, I think uh, their whole best squad was yeah, out there today. That's a really good. And they're gonna have to live with the fact that Liverpool played their D team. Here it was the C it was the it was the it was the B team. It was the B team. It wasn't quite the C team that played Villa in the League Cup, but I mean it, it was a it was a B slash C team. Embarrassing. Yeah. yeah hey, even, listen, I'm I, I loved it. That not, girl, that goal was amazing. Not even a Shakiri calf to look at while you're out there. 
<laughs> Look, if you zoom out, that's what I was gonna say. If you go right, back to week, if you go back to week nine, he's the f- tied for the fifth highest scoring midfielder overall. He has the same number of points since week nine that Salah and Grealish have. So you like that? You want you want a guy to be scoring like that? So you're really happy if you've had him since week nine. That's a lot of points. It's it's just that he's taken. A ton of shots. He took. Uh, uh, he has a sixth most shots of any midfielder, tied with Martial and Madison since week nine. He has 22 of his 29 shots were in the box in that span. That's the fifth most of any midfielder. It's just weird for all, whatever reason. In the last three weeks, those numbers just kind of yeah. plummeted. Yeah. I don't understand it, but hey, what are you going to do? In game week 21, Pep analysis rearranged some things. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's excellent no i liked it i felt like it was sufficient uh also he's just a dud for me so it's whatever i'm moving on sorry dave well stop but why why is he a dud at a seven nine he's sixth in midfielder scoring tell me why is he a dud other than the fact that he plays for everton and you don't like everton i don't like him but that's 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 a me thing so you don't have a factual thing other no. than you just don't like i don't him. even have a fake thing Yes, I just don't no, like you, him. You totally do, because I do. His <laughs> stupid chicken goal celebration is weird. <laughs> as shit. He, he's right. That's fair. At least that's a decent. That's decent. I, I respect the that dislike. Listen, he'd be on my all flop team one hundred. That's fine, and that's fine. I again, I just want to no, know. A but reason. it doesn't change the FPL Fan, wise. FPL wise, I think he's a he. You have to say he's at least a consideration. I think it depends on what kind of money you want to throw at it. He's top. He's, again, would he's you rather six. have right this very moment? Would you rather have Richarlison or Anthony Martial? I have Martial, and I'm okay with that. I like Martial's advanced position, but I don't own him. And remember, I said last week you threw out stats, and it had me questioning. Man, did I make the wrong decision? Now Richarlison scored this past week. Martial did not. Right. So uh, we'll see. Right now, I still own him. I mean, you'd, and you'd have to go through that. You'd have to go through that list if you don't have James Madison, and you, and you know, and you're considering either Madison or Richarlison. If you're looking at either of those guys, I don't know how you don't pick Madison out of those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, mean, there, I get it. There are so many guys in that in that well, exact price so range. What's funny is when I made the decision, and we'll, and we'll move on to bring Richarlison in. I clicked on Madison and then realized I already had three Leicester players. Yeah. yeah. I already had Evan, Soyuncu, and Vardy. So I couldn't bring Madison in. So that took him off the list. So then it was – anyways, that's how I made my decision. But you're right. I did go Madison before Richarlison. What about Kevin DeBrowna? It hasn't been that long since we've been singing his praises, but Pepper arranged some things in game week 21 – DeBrana played in a little bit of a deeper position. He didn't really have anything to say about any of the city goals in this match. Should we be concerned as KDB owners moving forward? No. I say sell at your own risk. Per, I'm not selling and him. There's a really period. great uh, article in the Manchester Evening News by uh, Josh Williams explaining specifically how he shifted uh, compared to, like, say, even two weeks ago against Sheffield. KDB takes five shots, puts two on target, gets a goal and an assist. P- still was creative, but just not nearly as many uh, other passes. Uh, 58, he averages 58 pass attempts per match on the season. Against Everton, he took 97. 
He made 97 pass attempts. Clearly playing deeper, clearly more of a facilitator, not nearly as going not nearly as attacking, not nearly as as far forward. He only took one shot. So no, but the the end result of the article was basically this is how important he is to Pep. How obviously good he is that he can do that for one match, play the facilitator, just play the quarterback kind of as they describe him in the article. That is uh, true. In fact, I would go further to say that KDB was really the only player who was still in the lineup. Yeah. Despite, uh, what was it, nine changes Pep yeah, made? Yeah, I was going to say, so it's how often is it going to be Phil Foden and Mares in front of him? Right. There's no, you know, Sterling subs on in stoppage time. This was specifically a January 1st. Ne- neither Ilva is in there, neither <laughs> B or D Ilva, so... You know, very good. I, no, I, think I wouldn't worry. No, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Go all. ahead and sell. All right, him. go ahead and sell him to. Yeah, why are you threatening? That's people? sarcasm. Just sell. That's him. sarcasm. Just sell him. Just He's on fifty-one percent. This is an yeah, audio podcast. I just want to make sure sell him. people know Dave's being sarcastic. All right, special mention needs to be given to the goal that started the game week, because we highlighted him. In fact, it's possible that a handful of people were listening to our podcast while yeah. they were watching. Ali Reza, Jahan Bakhsh's yeah. bicycle goal. Yeah. Amazing. Great what start. What a goal. Great start. Maybe too. goal of the season. It wow. Was, nice. was that I that happened and I said, "Oh my gosh, what that was unreal. That just happened." What a perfectly timed, perfectly set up attempt on a goal and that guy smoked it and and everyone in the field just caught stand there watching the greatness of that goal. It and was yeah. amazing. Only the handful of people who are listening to Brian's How to Say segment at the same time that goal went in knew how to pronounce his name when they were screaming at their televisions. Ian Dark knew how to say his name. Ian Dark must be a listener. I think though. it was Ian. Was it Ian Dark? I think it was Martin Tyler. Shoot. It might have been Martin Tyler. I think it was. Two of the best ever. It certainly wasn't Martin's brother, Marlon. It was Martin okay, Tyler. Right. But I'm anyway. sure it was Martin Tyler, and he got it. He, he did. Nailed he nailed the nailed pronunciation. It. He really did. Dave, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give out the manager quote of the week before we move on to your Arsenal moment part, yeah. part two. Okay. Uh, manager quote of the week this week uh, is courtesy of Jose Mourinho. Yes. Jose Mourinho was a little grumpy. Well, he was a little grumpy. I love a good grumpy Jose. I mean, His yeah. team did get shut out against Southampton. It was not a good week for Spurs. Uh, in fact, it also wasn't a very good week for Jose Mourinho. Uh, the man earned a yellow card and had to strain himself to uh, avoid potentially picking up a second one. But, you know, in his defense, and this is where the manager quote of the week comes in, in his defense, he was at least honest enough about... I loved the honesty in this. The yellow card given to him it's great he said that it was fair because he was rude to an idiot yes he said i was rude to an idiot yes which i love because he he's admitting (laughs) fault yet still throwing shade at the still throwing shade i i loved it though he he never quarreled with the card he knew he had it coming but he had to say to the idiot what the idiot needed to hear (laughs) and no doubt Someone in the Southampton staff is who we're referring to. Yes. Probably had it coming. Maybe so. Maybe so. But hey, as we mentioned before, big win for Southampton. That's right. Over Spurs. All right, Dave. 
big win for Arsenal as well over Manchester United. So uh, give us your real scripted Arsenal moment, and then this is it after that. No more Arsenal. So listen, I'm watching the Arsenal United match, and I, I keep watching this team that should have beat Chelsea one nothing. They didn't. They lost 2-1. to Again, that's football. And I'm watching this team play against United, and, and they get an early goal. And then they're able to hold on to that, and then they're able to add a, another one not too far from it. So it's two nothing at, at halftime. And I'm thinking, wow, is this is this the new Arteta Arsenal? Is this is this what's going on? And I start watching some things tactically that they're doing. Jacques and Torreira playing in front of the in front of the defense, not leaving there. In other words, you're not finding them up the field out of position. It's securing this back line. Socrates is clearing out cross after cross that comes in David Luiz is able to take his time and pick out passes and everyone's able to play to their strengths and as the game continues I I continue to watch as Ozil doesn't get subbed and at the 90th minute for the first time that I can ever remember him playing 90 minutes and hustling and running so much so that he ran more than any player in the match I say all that to say this as an Arsenal fan Looking at what Arteta has done in three matches, Bournemouth, Chelsea, now United, it is fascinating. It is fascinating because they haven't gotten any new players in. He just has given a new vision and a new motivation to the current players they've had. It's made a massive difference, so much so that unfortunately, we're probably going to be talking about Arsenal players moving forward, fantasy-wise, on some level. And the fact that two made the dream team this week is just silly. That's so silly and dumb. The fact that we even already talked about that. But as an Arsenal fan and it results on the field, I'm excited. Can't be more excited to see what happens. I just hope we have enough able bodies. Injuries are rampant at the moment. And they lack fitness. They lack fitness on what Arteta's asking them to do. So, uh, But they did better in the United match. In fact, they even said after the match, hey, I noticed, Arteta said this, I noticed at the end of the match that they didn't have the the fitness to do what I wanted them to do, but the difference between this match and the Chelsea match was they showed the heart and to be able to come together. Instead of finger pointing, they were able to come together and produce a result. And look, that's growing. That's growing as a football club. I will take it as things that you can be positive about this season had been very rare with Arsenal, but everything since he's been there, Arteta, has been very positive, so I will take it. And you got Captain Xhaka back. <laughs> I still don't know what to think about Xhaka. It's exciting. You, Look, should think of him as, slammed, you should think of him as no, captain. No, he's not captain. I have slammed Xhaka and Ozil. I would love to see them both gone. Ironically enough, though, Ozil's putting in performances that are decent since Arteta's something been Something I saw. And, and I don't know what to think about that. I still would like to see Xhaka leave. Something I saw that uh, it seems like Arsenal analysis is happy about. Fans seem to be pleased with Arteta using Lucas Torreira correctly. Is well, the okay. way it seems to be that compared of, to the way he was being used under one, United. One of my complaints all season, anyone who's ever listened to this, and I'll, I'll be done with this in 30 seconds, anyone who's ever listened to me all year has heard me say this. Players are not playing in the right positions. The one thing that Arteta has done off the bat is uh, Pepe is on the wing, Aubameyang on the wing, Lacazette in the middle, Ozil in the 10, and Torreira in front of the defense. 
That those are things that haven't truly been there all season, and it's been necessary. On an FPL note, something that Arteta did say that he, uh, which is backed by science. I don't want to say science. Wow, by science. Stats. No, that Lacazette has been. Uh, pretty unfortunate. His goal conversion rate is much lower than it was, but he's not. There is no drop off in terms of where he's getting the ball. It is just. It seems like it's just. It's just a little unlucky. Yeah. If he finds a streak, Lacazette is playing the position again to be able to go back to what uh, to what I think he we've seen of him at his best. Yeah. For FPL purposes, it's not a guy that you're bringing in anytime really soon. But I to me even based on what his manager is saying, is he's too good not to get any kind of returns. Yeah, so I agree. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Lacazette finds some form. Dave, you mentioned uh, that injuries are starting to pile up. That is the case for multiple clubs. Uh, I was going through and uh, and inputting some data in and doing some prep for this podcast. And I, I, it, part of the process was to look through uh, you know the different players for all the different clubs, and I got to Newcastle in their defense. And I took a picture of what I saw. It was actually <laughs> incredible. They have 11 defenders listed in FPL, and eight of them have a triangle listed next to their uh, – a colored triangle next that to their names. That is amazing. It's, it's a very colorful Newcastle defense. Uh, Steve Bruce complained about the festive fixtures and how it, you know, it was the reason for the injuries in his squad. And my first thought was that somewhere Jurgen Klopp was hearing that and laughing, and Nuno Espirito Santo was just shaking his head at – that the fact that Steve Bruce would say such a thing. It, it reminded me, for years I had a paper out, seven days a week. Had to get up at 4 a.m. seven days a week, sometimes earlier, to deliver newspapers every morning. And it was always funny because for years, as long as I had this paper out, people around me, whenever they would say that they were tired, right. would always look at me as yeah. they were saying it and then remember they were saying it in front of me and they'd always be like, I mean, not like you're tired. <laughs> But I'm tired. I'm pretty sure I'm guilty of that. Well, you did that a few times. It's true. But everybody did. And I feel like that's what Steve Bruce should have done, talking about the fixture congestion and how it's affected his Newcastle I know Liverpool, all the Liverpool people want to, oh, look at our injuries. Oh, my God. How many starters? I've never done that. Stop. I've never done that. Is Salah hurt? Is Firmino hurt? You just referenced it. You you referenced Jurgen Klopp. I referenced the number of matches. I have a brother who who won't stop talking about you Liverpool. You totally injuries. misheard my point. What what Liverpool starter, impact starter other than Fabinho, and I'll give you that, has missed time. Allison, number one signing of the summer was was Adrian. Oh my lord, <laughs> God help me, <laughs> uh. Dave. You totally missed my point. My point was not. That Newcastle have injuries that Liverpool haven't, and Liverpool fans shouldn't be complaining about that. My right. point was Liverpool have had more matches. And so for Steve it's Bruce true. to be complaining no about, about the matches that have come fast and furious during the holidays as you. a reason for injury okay. is silly for Steve Bruce to My be My bad. Misunderstood the injuries for number of matches because Wolves have played Europa League and, and all the other matches as well. Liverpool have been fortunate that the injuries they've had – have been spread out a little bit so that when one guy gets hurt, another guy tends to come back. That's true. They can replace him, and it has not happened to key players Yet. on their squad. Hopefully, for their sake, it won't. Right. Uh, just and like it, that was the case for City last year, and and it and obviously Leicester. We talked about when they won the title; they had the same Leicester squad no every week. Hurt, yeah, you know that's a big deal when you can put the same eleven out there week doubt. in and week out. Uh, but Brian, that leads me to you. You have yeah. put together a little something we like to do every once in a while, and I think it's relevant now. Uh, we need an injury roundup. 
Howdy, partners. It's the Injury Roundup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Injury Roundup is something else. Uh, as you said, an enormous amount of injuries. Some clubs experiencing uh, the, the tippy top of that enormity. Tippy top. What? Yeah, sure. Uh, for some real disappointment ahead of times for us, uh, I would like to break this up into serious injuries and probably just resting injuries. Okay. The serious injuries are people like Josh King, who... No one uh, cares. I'm sure you do. Josh King, of course. I don't care about Josh King. You should. A little bit. Well, it's a five to six week hamstring. So we're talking about that. that, That's the level of... Josh King, Harry Kane... Well, I'm just thinking, like, are you thinking you you have Diego Rico? How many people have Diego Rico? I have, I have Rico. Currently on Rico. How have Bournemouth's uh, defensive performance has been of late? Not, you own Ramsdale. I do own Ramsdale. and Lots of people own Ramsdale. So so here's the thing, and I, I brought this up before. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that Ramsdale is where he is in goalkeeper scoring. Because Bournemouth's defense has been so riddled with injuries mm-hmm. that no one else is even in near the, the top 20, yet Ramsdale's like two or three in ranking goalkeeper scores. I, I just think it matters for for so many people that are moving to Ramsdale because you can't not do that. He's, the, he's a top four FPL goalkeeper. You saw what happened the other day. I mean, they get completely destroyed by West Ham. And part of that, I, I don't think anyone expected that. I don't. I certainly did not expect this David Moyes West Ham team to all of a sudden find form. I'm just saying, people like Josh King are the pressure people sure. for Bournemouth. And so this is not a good injury for them. And, it's, and now we know it's a month and a half right. of a hamstring injury. Fair enough. We are, I mean, Nathan Ake, it was a six-week injury. It was reported in December, in the middle of December. So Nathan Ake, the soonest you might see him is in two weekends. Sure. So I just think like, hey, this is it's it could have big impact. Here. All right. As you said, Gunners already. I mean, you know the Callum Chambers, uh, the Callum Chambers injury, injury ACL, is official. ACL, is ACL done. done for the season. I'm sorry, Dave, but now uh, Mustafi is Arsenal's Martin Kelly. Uh, you're going it's to so true. You're going and to have scary. to have Mustafi available. I would take Martin Kelly, and can, can that be a January transfer? Arsenal transfer in Martin Kelly. Well, Palace will never let him go. <laughs> not, shoot. not for all the jewels in the Queen's crown. Is that a saying that people have? <laughs> okay. You could uh, get Bellerin back this weekend. Does that do anything for you? Something. Aston Villa is probably the first one of where I think you start to say. They're already in a bad spot, and this is like the least helpful thing that could have happened. Uh, ACL injuries for both Tom Heaton and Wesley. We know officially now. Same match. Same match within minutes of each other. Weird. We now know that both are out for the remainder of the season. Uh, Jonathan Kogia Kogia? Kogia? is the only Kogia. Maybe. If only we had a person who could teach us how to say that. Only. Uh, the only striker available in FPL for Aston Villa, uh, Keenan Davis, is technically a forward for them, but he's listed as a midfielder in FPL, and he is also injured. They'll be shopping, you would imagine, okay. before the end of the month. Uh, based on buys in in FPL, Nyland is the guy uh, as a ba- as the what you would assume he's the presumed 
Aston Villa starter. He's a four. Well, both guys are four three. Would be the backups. Right. So you'll probably have to see uh, who's going to get the. It, the it calls seems like here. the early money's on night. Right. All the money is there, but guess who might get an offer? How about someone that Joe you Hart. might remember from Stoke City? Daily Mail reporting that Jack Butler could possibly be a target for Aston Villa. I thought maybe, I thought maybe Jack Butlin had just stopped playing football and was reserved himself to public. Oh, no, he's still in Stoke City. Okay, good. Um, Dan Byrne! No! Oh, man, that collarbone. Dan Byrne, shoulder injury, had actual surgery, also being dis- described as a six-week injury right. for him. Um. Dave, you'll be sad to know that Ashley Barnes has a groin issue and it's TBD on whether or not he'll be available for upcoming fixtures. Such a shame I can't see Finger Mask. Um, Crystal Palace is the Crystal Palace and uh, and Newcastle are the teams that you look at and just say, How oh. are you how are you functioning? <laughs> Jeffrey Schlupp, Joel Ward, Wilfred Zaha, Scott Dan, Christian Benteke, Patrick Van Onholt, Mamadou Sako, and now also Max Meyer and Joel Riedewald, all listed as injury doubts in at least the next match. Wilfred Zaha is probably the biggest concern on there, but that was a almost manager quote of the week, Roy Hodgson talking about how uh, he played against Norwich. Is that who they played last? Crystal Palace played Norwich last, I think. Yeah. Yes. That he played against, he played in the Norwich match against the physios' uh, wishes. Wishes. Oh wow! That basically, out of necessity, he had wow. to play, and so now he might not be available next match. Wow! Uh, that's pretty much their entire normal starting team. So, at some point, I mean, this is why I'm saying, like, as as a Martin Kelly owner myself, like, great that he's playing. Great that he was 4.2 a couple weeks ago. But now that you know Jack Stevens is 4.3, you know that there are other players that are in that range for price. I I mean, do you want him? Are you really thinking about playing him? I I just, it just, to me, if you're going to sell now, why not? Why not now? Liverpool, no, nothing of significance. We already knew about Matip and Nabi Keita and uh, James Milner. Is the just picked is up a the, new one, is Scott. the newest one? How you one. feel about that? I mean, it it sucks, but Ox will step in and he'll be fine. Right. Okay. I think it has right. almost no bearing on. Okay, them. fair enough. The uh, the one thing it kind of does do is eliminates most Salas penalties penalty competition. Yeah. Okay. So if James Miller misses any uh, any amount of time, then you M- know that there will never be a debate about who's going to take Liverpool's okay. penalty. Okay. That's good to know. Right. Newcastle is probably easier to name who isn't injured. Oh, man. Um, the one that you guys will really be shocked to learn is that Andy Carroll picked up a groin issue. That's impossible. No, but Andy I, groin? Andy Carroll? Andy groin Carroll? That listen, guy picked up a groin? Almost any player that you've thought about buying or currently own for them is someone that's listed as at a minimum sure. as an injury down yeah. headed into next week. Timu Puki is the, the, probably the biggest... Is he the biggest name of the season so far? He's that relevant. could be on this list. Uh, Scott, he's scoring goals, Scott. How many has he got? Is uh, it a dozen yet? I think it's ten. No, he's, he's not there yet. Nine to ten. Is he maybe? hurt, Brian? 
Well, he's now adding a hamstring issue to his already known toe issue. There it is. So uh, that's what I asked I'm for a few sure, weeks ago. I'm not sure whether he's to put him in this section or not, but it's a doubt that he'll be available for the United match. Uh oh, that's another match lost. Uh, Tottenham, nothing is funnier than hearing Jose Mourinho talk about Tangi and Dombele's uh, injury issues. <laughs> Talking about what? he's injured, he isn't injured, uh, just can't stay on the pitch for any, uh, any significant amount of time. Uh, but, of course, the actual biggest name here on the list is Harry Kane. Yeah. With a hamstring injury that we now know is a tear. So, for sure, that is indefinite uh, absence for Harry Kane. Yeah which will make the return of Heung-Min's son even more important, I think, since son tends to be um, prolific. And then the fantasy fallout for that, I think, means Lucas Mora now has an absolute starting spot. And I don't think it changes and affects Delhi. I don't think that pushes him forward. He'll stay in probably in the same position. But that might mean Sun is playing the striker, and that Lucas Mora now, I think, will probably have a more featured role going forward, not necessarily being the, eh, I don't know if he starts today. That's my thought. Sun is back for Liverpool. Yeah. Is there any for interest? For Liverpool or Spurs? Oh, no, I'm saying match. for the Liverpool match. Yes. 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 Although, who knows? <laughs> whether Sun will end up as a red. Okay, uh, fair enough. No, but Sun is back for that match. Any interest whatsoever in bringing him back in immediately? I, if you could get to him, I, ha- I have Ali, I have Ali, and I, I can't go right to Sun. I could go to Mora, but I think I'm just going to hold the fort on Ali at the moment. But if I could go to Sun, I think I, if you said, would you rather own Ali or Sun? I would say, would say Sun. After Liverpool, they play at Watford and home to Norwich in the first two matches after the Liverpool match. Will you think about buying Sun when the Liverpool match is over? I'm yes thinking or no? about it now, regardless of the Liverpool match. Scott, you hate him? Um, No. I just don't know how I would get to him. Mane and KDB are my top two midfielders, and I'm not, not going to transfer either of them out. Okay. So it would have to be one of those double free transfer situations, probably for me okay. at this point. Yeah, I, I just feel like he's at 9.8. He's not one of the top midfield transfers in. For some reason, almost 20,000 people have brought Iozzi Perez in more than him, which I don't understand that at all. However, I just think it's worth uh, worth remembering. Uh, as far as the rest of the, the players, there are names that matter, that, but I just think there's nothing that you really need to worry about. Chris Wood, Jamie Vardy, of course, we you know that's been an ongoing thing, whether... yeah. First, the birth of a child, and then uh, a tight calf. So sure. I don't know how much anyone believes either of those things, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I believe that he had a child. I do believe uh, Yeah, that, that one might be real. Uh, but the tight calf uh, should be fine anyway this coming week to resume his party. Um, Chris Wood was re- withdrawn from their FA Cup match as a precaution with a hamstring issue. Uh Martial, Lingard, and Luke Shaw. The only one there that matters is Anthony Martial. All three of those guys missed due to illness, missed training. Uh, were sent home 15 minutes after arriving from training, according to sources. Mm. Uh, <laughs> to me, that just seems like nothing. Yeah. Um, and then we'll end this with, uh, well, Lucas Fabianski was, um, I think he kind of scared everybody because David Moyes mentioned that 
he's fine, he didn't train, but that doesn't mean anything kind of mm. kind of an update. Yeah. Should still be fine. Uh, but we're going to end this with the Brian's manager quote of the week. Oh, wow. Uh, also from David Moyes, Nobes got his metatarsal stood on. Nobes. Nobes. Yeah. So you got to like that. That Nobes got his metatarsal <laughs> stood on. That's Mr. Nobes to David Moyes. All right, Dave. You want to talk about Do the I? first half of the season. Yeah. And the things that we have learned. We be- we mentioned a little bit at the start of last week's episode about how the market felt a little crazy. Yeah. And part of that was because this season's been a little funny so far. So, Dave, I'm curious to know what you have learned now that we are in the second half from the first half of the season. All right. Now that we are in the second half, uh, one of the main things I learned is I was right to go with Mane. I had to choose between Mane and Salah. Mane was cheaper in the beginning of the year, a whole dollar cheaper. He has produced as much or more than Salah throughout the year, therefore monetarily making him, for me, choosing one, the the right thing. Uh, A budget defender. So, funny thing. Remember the beginning of the year, I mentioned budget defenders who I thought would be playing and have an impact. One of them was Lundstrom. It was five guys. Lundstrom and Rico, so two out of the five, continued to play and be productive. I think you got those somewhat right. No, well, I, well, Grant Hanley started, but then didn't. You know, got hurt. And he's actually actually back now for Norwich, and I don't remember the others at this point. Um, Leicester assets, I way undersold. I thought Leicester would be better, but the Leicester assets with Madison being the uh, sixth, I think fifth or sixth best best uh, scoring midfielder, Vardy being the top forward, the Leicester defense all being good owns. Yeah. Leicester assets are massively undersold. I should have owned three of them way sooner. Things I've learned. Hey, I know that you're going to know the answer to this based on what I'm asking you this. Yeah. Number one scoring goalkeeper in all of FPL. I actually don't know, but my guess would be Schmeichel or... Believe it or not, it is. Maybe Casper Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Don't undersell him either. No, I sh- you shouldn't. He's a 5-4, so he's more expensive. Uh, but who? But he score any points. Henderson and Ryan are tied. Henderson, Ryan, and Foster are all tied for second at 81 points. Yeah. Halfway through the season, that's shocking to well, me. But that's we, where your money should be, right? Well, we know he's not getting a clean sheet next week. Who? He's got to play Southampton at home. <laughs> the the sheet wreckers come yeah. into town. The oh. dir- dirty sheet Danny. Okay. Dirty sheet so Danny. on my list of things I've learned. <laughs> dirty sheet oh, Danny. Oh, dirty. Oh, hate, I hate a clean sheet. <laughs> dirty sheet Danny. Yep. That guy, uh, Scott, can stay healthy. That's what I've learned. He can stay healthy. Uh, Therefore, yeah. He's worth a oh, fantasy. Oh, uh, he's a six seven. You just cursed he's him. Fourth in overall scoring. Yeah, he's going to Andy Carroll. I have way stayed away match. from him for the most part because I keep thinking every other week he's going to get hurt, and all he does is score, and he continues to score. He is second, I think, currently to Jamie Vardy in the Premier League in halfway through the season. That's insane to me. Okay, things. Other last thing I I learned uh, was that. The Chelsea assets, and I don't own any right now because they faded, but to start the season, the Chelsea assets were worth more than I thought they would be. The youthful inconsistency we discussed has definitely kicked in. I would go on uh, a slight limb and say that there will be a stretch of the season in the second half where they'll be relevant I back you. I agree with you 100%. It's not this moment. Right. It could be in three or four weeks. But, yes, Chelsea assets, whether it's William Mount, Pulisic, Abraham, 
who knows, maybe even if they can get their defense sorted out, maybe some defensive players. I'm just saying I, I expect them to come back around. They've been slumping of late, but that is probably indicative of just having a youthful team and the holiday season. So, yep. uh, yeah, that's, that's things I've kind of learned. That's good. That's okay. Excellent. Thanks. Brian, did you have anything that you learned in the first half of the season? No, I mean, I just, I, we said a couple weeks ago, you know, just, I, I know I, I still feel like it, and based on ownership and form and all of those things, it seems like there's multiple ways to kind of construct your squad, but for whatever reason, it just feels really, I, we, I feel like we've just reached a point, I think there probably is this every season where every team feels about the same, and I feel like that is really kind of set in. Right, right now. now. So I don't know. I, I just, I wish there was a way. I think the biggest thing, and maybe it's just, I, I'm sure other teams, and this is why there there are other, you know, there were other options. What was the other um, fantasy football site that, that, that didn't last? Uh, they crashed two years ago or something like that, or last year. Was it Taga? Taga. Uh, yeah, play, uh, places like Taga that were trying to, I guess, evolve this this format a little bit and couldn't do it. It just feels like this. It feels like there needs to be something to, I don't know, to move the hmm. point needle a little bit for players. Yeah. Um, it just feels really stale to me right now in the way teams are set up. But I wish there was a way to be more adventurous in here without having to buy Abdullah Decore is what I'm saying. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. I like that. Sports Guessing has five wins and four losses. Now, I beat Sports Guessing this past game week. Thank Good. you very much. Yeah. Uh, we can go there right now if you want to, Dave. Suck it, Dave. Sports Guessing? Sure, why not? Let's do it. Caught you off guard. It'll be a true guess here. Sports Guessing, the segment where Dave just randomly pulls players out of his <laughs> and shows us just how stupid <laughs> FPL is because that <laughs> team can beat our real teams. All right. Sports guessing did suck last week. Okay. Uh, recommendation for your team name change to <laughs> team. <laughs> I love that name. Okay. All Such right. a good team name. But 31 points is all you scored against the 48 average. Okay. Not a good squad. You did get Buendia right. Okay. You did get Ogbonna right. What? Ogbonna was in the team on your Yeah, man. Yeah, Ogbonna was on it. You got a clean sheet? You missed okay. your captain, Dwight McNeil. <laughs> And hey, uh, listen, Dan did, did Broken you, Collarbone Burn was on here, so you, he didn't get you. Yeah, and that's that is not your fault, Dan Burn. That was an early injury. You yeah, have sure. no idea. As we said, he's enormous, and we know from this is not an NBA basketball podcast, but you cannot teach size. That's and right. He is seven and a half feet tall. That's what it feels. He like. can score any match. Sure. I don't know if you saw. The he, fantasy. he doesn't score any match, but no. he could score any match. <laughs> He's a threat. <laughs> That's right. High, high I, threat based solely on his height. Right. His H-I-C-T index is oh so high. Oh, my goodness. H for height. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw it, but midweek, FPL's uh, video team put out a I sure differential captains video. Dan Byrne? No. Oh. Dwight McNeil. Yes. <laughs> It's true. Dwight McNeil is true. Was <laughs> it's so true? Was offered, oh, I saw that. Dwight McNeil was offered oh. as a as differential a differential 
happened this no, week. No, listen. Not as a differential team listen, selection. Scott, you exactly. ask yourself, yeah. is someone there <laughs> listening to some sports That's guessing? exactly right. That is only proof that FPL is stealing our content. It might they be. are stealing our stuff, That man. is so off the wall. I th- Who I, would come up with that other than sports guessing? Other than bourbon guessing yes. is what it is also. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> but what, right. I just thought it was a hilarious. And yet, we put it out there, and FPL not, took not, it as real. Not differential captain Chris Wood, who has real returns and real statistics to back his has his potential as a captain? No. Sure. Dwight McNeil. Sure. Way oh. off script. All right. Are you ready, Scott, for this? Is FPL ready for this? Sports, sports, guess, guess, guessing. All right. Who's your goalkeeper? Sports uh, guessing this week, by Scott. By the way, by the way, you better not beat my, my wild card squad. Hey, I haven't selected this guy yet. I'm going to select him now, Martin Dubrovka. He's away at Wolves. Uh, you have selected him a few times. But okay, anyway, fine. fine. I won't choose him. Bert really Leno. Is. Bert Leno. <laughs> okay, this is better. <laughs> Bert Leno. Let's I go like, with Leno. I like your alternate. God bless, Scott. I hate it when you do that to me. Bert Leno. There we go. I mean, I just... Defenders. Facts. Defenders. Defenders this week. Socrates let's go with... You know he is. Socrates. Totally. Let's go with... Let's go with oh, REA. You love REA. Let's have I picked him before? A lot. I, let's go with Yes. Oh man, let's go with Matt Cody. Um <laughs> Who the hell is Matt that's Cody? That's a fake name. Let's go Connor with Cody. Connor Cody. <laughs> Connor Cody. <laughs> let's go with uh Keen from Everton. Okay. Right. And then let's go at starting. Yeah. Let's go with Mendy. Wow. All right. Screw it. Now that is a fourth pick. page. That's fourth page right there for you, Brian. I love um, I love how Matt Cody made this one. You've got my first name problems. All right. There we go. That's fine. Midfield. This is back to the Joel. Joel. Matt Frazier. <laughs> I kept calling him And Matt who is Frazier. the guy from. Yeah. Who's the guy? Who's the. Uh, Stephen not Ward. Not Matt Lowton. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Ward. Ward. It was yeah. a Ward. Yeah. <laughs> Matt right. Ward. Here we go. Uh, sports guessing. Midfield. Mason Mount. Mason Mount jumps on the squad. There you go. That's a, this hey, is some sports guessing right here. I give, like this, David. This is sports guessing. Give me some. Put in Jack Cork. And, wow. Um, oh, my gosh. We'll go this with, is my kind of sports guessing. We'll go with Sar. We'll go with Sar from Watford. And then, Okay, good. This is. I like this. And then we will go with Gineppo. Oh, is Musa Gineppo? Yeah, he should be available. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good job. This All right, good. Good. Forwards. forwards. This Here team we go. Score eighty-five. I forwards. Like this. You know, I hate forwards because I feel like there's so little of them. We'll go with uh, McGoldrick this week. I'm sure he'll he'll miss something. We'll go with McGoldrick, and we will go with who's up there? Joda. Uh, no, he might not. No, play. Diogo Joda is not uh, not an option. I'm sorry, David. I like Oh, him. we'll go with uh, Malpe. I love Malpe. We'll go with Malpe. Okay. This is a really good team. Yeah, it's short. For sports guessing. It's, sure. it's a guessing. really good team. I, yeah. It's, I is it's is sure, that a good team? I don't even know. Mine. This is exactly the kind of nonsense that ends up in the team <laughs> of the week. All right, Dave, week. who's your captain? It's true. Captain. I don't even remember who I picked. Yes, you do. Let's go with, uh, we'll go with Watford Sar. We'll okay. Wow. And uh, you wow. need a bench this player. Is really man. good. A bench player? Yeah. Uh, just in case. Uh, what position? Just in case midfield. We just want to go start. with midfield. There's a lot, a lot of midfielders. Uh, we'll go with. Let's go with Teddy from uh, from Norwich. Bridgewater. Got it. 
All right. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater from Norwich. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alex Teddy. Alex Teddy. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, Sar, Watford, Watford gets to play Bournemouth. I think that's a really good captain. Oh, wow. Place. This Bournemouth right now <laughs> and this Watford right now? Wow. That's a six-pointer. Uh, it is easily six. Minimum six. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like I could have gone better with Teddy, but you know what? That's sports guessing with the subs. That's so right. This that's is right. really it, it good. Is, it is what All it right. is. I like it. Dave, you already gave away how you feel. We're gonna go through each week during this month the new signings of note who will be entered into FPL and uh, as part of the January window, January All right, transfer. Let's fly window. through this. There's only one. Okay. There's only one signing to discuss. Right. He made his debut for Liverpool today. As if we're he recording. was signed for any other team, would you even mention him? Yes. Yes. He comes from Red Bull Salzburg. He's an excellent player. He did an excellent job. He was the best player on the pitch when Salzburg and Liverpool played in the Champions League. Is he going to make a start for Liverpool? He comes into FPL at 6.5. Brian, do you think he's relevant at all? Do you, do you recommend him at all for any FPL listeners? No, I don't. I mean, look how long it took Telemans to get into the team, to get acclimated, to play for Leicester. I think it was two weeks. <laughs> it was pretty fast, actually. It was pretty uh, fast. It's a terrible, a terrible yeah, example. That's, that a I terrible, think. that's the opposite uh, of what point you're trying to yeah, make. Yeah, Kada. Nabi Keita is the is the analogy. Yeah, I, I mean, even yeah. Fabinho. No, it, I know he's not fantasy relevant. What position does he play, Scott? A lot of them. He played in the front three today for the okay. for Liverpool. Is he playing in the Liverpool front three? No, but here's is the he thing. playing in the middle three? It's it's Wijnaldum playing in not Liverpool matches. You're trying to you come find, at me on this. No, I'm not I'm coming at you. I'm on your side. I'm saying I'm on your side. I'm saying it's not worth bringing up unless they're starting. It's worth bringing up because this I'm trying to fantasy. start a new segment for this month. <laughs> all right, and this is the only guy I've got. I like it. That's all right. fine. Let's just start it next week when maybe there's some more signings. No, Dave, your just, points Dave, valid. just let him start it's the fine. friggin' thing. Tiago Minamino. What's his name? Ta- Takashomi Minamino. You're thinking of... Minamani. You're thinking of Nakatomi Plaza. You are diehard on the brain. Get his name right. Brian, there's I'm, something to be said here for how Dave feels about the country of Japan. He is an excellent player. Yeah. I am not poo-pooing him as a player. He is a good signing. My point being, this is a fantasy soccer podcast, and he won't be fantasy relevant unless there's a major injury to a Liverpool player, and I don't see that happening. I, anyway. I agree. I digress. But I wanted to get that out there for our listeners. I find it's out there. Especially the listeners who are Liverpool fans who might be a little excited about the fact that Takumi Minamino like is that. now available in FBL. I was close. You were nowhere near. You were closer to some Pokemon character than you were the actual man. I mean, name. that's what it sounds like. I'm just saying. Shame on you. All right. We are here to the end. Uh, you can find us anywhere you can find Fantasy Soccer FC. I want you to find us. We have listeners who who reach out to us on a regular basis. Sure, it's great. And I love it. I love being able to reach out. I'm the one who primarily handles the social media, so when you reach out, you're primarily reaching out to me. I do pass along anything you ask me to pass along True. to Dave and Brian. It will make it to me. Absolutely. Scott is all too eager <laughs> to pass that on. Looking, Hey, looking at the team selection thing. Brian for- doesn't care. For uh, right an FPL, right, right on by. 
the uh, center <laughs> circle, if you added one little extra circle in there, it would look like a Pokeball. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what the hell? I'm just telling well, you, you great. brought up Pokemon. It's your fault. Scott, get us out of here. No, yeah, who are you captaining this week? Who am I captaining my team currently this week? I think no. I might. Who are you captaining in someone else's team this week, Dave? <laughs> very, very valid point. I currently have my captain on DeBrowna at Villa. With my oh, vice okay. with my vice on Rashford home to Norwich. Okay. Wow. Uh does the Vardy party resume? I, I hate to use what everyone to... else is going to say about this, but does Jamie Vardy step right back into things home against Southampton? If if depending on if he decides he wants to play or not, sure, he could step right back in. I just don't know if his form We'll step right back in with him now that he's missed a couple. Are match you weeks. a Vardy sell Vardy advocate? No, but a lot of people are selling him, and I don't buy that. I'm not selling him. No way. Yeah, I don't buy that people are selling Vardy to buy someone else either. That's stupid. Scott, you're anti Vardy. Uh no, my two favorite. Honestly, my my captain vice captain choices are looking like Vardy and Martial, but both of yellow triangles. So I don't know. Martial hosts. Norwich. I know, and that's there. So, there are a lot of good matchups. Ryan. Chelsea. Look, I mean, look. I still. I kept Tammy. Chelsea get to play home. I know what they look like at home, and I know what kind of form they're in. Despite all of that, Tammy's got back-to-back returns. Uh, home to Burnley is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that at all. I think everyone that I've got in my forward and every forward attacking player I have good matchup is a is a viable captain this week, and that's yeah. James Madison. Any any Leicester asset at home to Southampton, City people at Villa for sure. Why not this train wreck of a Spurs team having to uh, host Liverpool, right? Salah or Mane, I, yeah, or Firmino, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of good options. Dave, as we close, it's been too long since we've done this. I just want to point out that in the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast mini league, yes. Uh, familiar names are in the top three. Game of Thrones is number one, but he just barely held on to number one. Super wow. Frank's eleven is coming after the number one spot. Yeah, he is. But Game of Thrones is still number one. So I just want to point out that his squad featured Trent Alexander-Arnold in the defense alongside Soyuncu. Okay. Uh, Mane, DeBrowna, Grealish, Sterling, Traore. Excellent midfield. Didn't all produce the way he probably would have wanted in game week 21. That's still an excellent midfield with Jimenez, Vardy, and Mousset up front. Lundstrom was on the bench. So uh, a very good squad. Didn't perform the way he wanted, but... I'm really ha- I'm happy to hear that somebody who is successful at this game has held on to Lise Mousset and is continuing to do well. Kudos to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones holding on to the number one spot. He's also in the top 1,300 overall, so... uh, I'm sorry. He's also in the top 10,000 overall, so good for you, Anthony. Game of Thrones. Keep up the good work. Well done. All right, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time, 